Podcast number 25. I'm David Hodge, the managing editor of Guitar Noise. You can find us at www.guitarnoise.com. Today we're going to finish up with our work on Will the Circle Be Unbroken? So grab your guitars and come join in the fun. gotten done um, doing a little D to G run on our song Will the Circle Be Unbroken and that's the D that ends the verse um, right before the G that starts the chorus and we went from our D on the first beat to a chord on the second half of it to the C note then to the B note then to the A note the open A and to the G. Right. Again, we did that in much greater detail last time out. I'm sure you either remembered or you can pick it up fast enough. And um, what I want to do today is go over actually some of the things that we've been doing before and also a new approach to the G7 chord, making use of some of the things that we've done before. So um, welcome aboard. We're going to start out with a slight variation in the strumming that we've been doing in order to make use more of hammer-ons and pull-offs in our strumming pattern. Um, you might remember this from our very, very earliest podcasts. On the first beat, and let's just use the G as a way to get started and acclimated. I'm going to hit the root note, in this case G. Then on the end of the first beat, we are either going to just strum the chord as a down stroke, or you can get a down and up a 16th note. So it's either one and, or one and. Okay, it's easy enough. One and, or one and. For two, we're going to do a slow hammer-on on the A string. Open A string, then hammering the index finger on to get the B note. That's there, not the second fret. If you play a G that way, if you play a G in a different manner, it may end up being your middle finger. Either way works. So we've got one and two. Okay. 
And that's actually going to make it the 16th note when we do the hammer. Two. And then we're going to go down and up again for the second half of two. So we've got one and two and. All right? One and two and. And now we can repeat this for beats three and four. One and two and three and four and. All right? That's our simplest way of doing this. So let's take a moment and work on that. We've got one and two and three and four and. One and two and three and four and. Okay? You with me so far? Good. Now what I want to do is I want to do just this particular pattern. I don't want to change the pattern or add anything else to it right now because we want to take the time to get this so automatic in our system so that if we're going to be singing, it's not going to be a problem. So let's try the first line, all right? Now you're going to notice that when we go to the G7, that's kind of a stretch. So you should feel free to bail on your bass note after you hit it. Okay? You can't see me, but what's happening here is I'm using my middle finger for the root note as uh, for G7. I have to change over from what we usually do. And so when I hit that with my ring finger on the third fret of the low E string, then I get the rest of the chord. But as I get the rest of the chord on the upstroke, I'm lifting up my middle, my ring finger, so that I'm not going to get any kind of denting when I go for the middle finger, which is on that hammer on. So we've got one and two and three and four and. Now, those of you with bigger hands can probably manage this without pulling off your ring finger. Um, some of you may think that. Um, you know, hey, why didn't I start cheating like this ages ago? Because it's easier on my hands. Both both methods are fine. Again, this is just a matter of what you find comfortable. I know that if I'm really swinging along quickly, my tendency is to kind of tip down on my ring finger and blunt out the B note when I'm trying to make it clean on the hammer. So in order to do that, I'm taking my ring finger off. Again, you have to do what's best with your own hands. So um, see what happens. See what works. When we move to the C chord, our bass note is the third fret of the A string. Okay, there it is. And our hammer is going to be on the D string on the second fret, hammering there with the middle finger. So here we go. One, two, I was standing by the window on a cold and cloudy day. Let's try that again one more time. So one. And 
two and three and I was standing by the window on a cold and cloudy Too bad. Now, you'll notice that I'm keeping this very, very simple, mostly because I want to try to get the beat down into my hands. I want to get the automatic pattern going in my hands. It's not going to stay automatic because once you get going, there are all sorts of things that can go wrong, and there are also all sorts of other things that I want to do. But I need to have a fallback point. You need to have a place where you can go that you feel absolutely safe and comfortable, and then it works for you. Hopefully, by this time in working on the song, you've gotten to the point where you can be up to this point. And if you're not, don't worry about that. You just get yourself comfortable wherever you can. So, for instance, if you're not comfortable making the 16th notes, the down-ups on the off-beats, just go with another down, okay? And you can, or go with an up for the up for that. You would have something more like this. I was standing by the window on a cold and cloudy day. You see? There's nothing wrong with that, especially when you get into the idea that you're going to be playing it slightly faster than that. The will actually fill in an awful lot. I was standing by the window on a cold and cloudy day. They both sound fun. I'm trying to work with you so that we can get you up doing a little bit more, but again, I don't want you to think that, oh my God, you haven't gotten there yet, life is over. It's far from it. You're just still in the middle of a really wonderful journey, so enjoy it and take in all the sights that you can. All right, let's see if we can move on with the second line. Again, we're going to go back to the pattern we were using just a moment um, with the start of this mess. So we get G. E minor, which is going to share the same hammer as the G. Good. A7, same hammer as with the C, it's on the D string. And then with the D, we're going to use our descending bass line from last time, in case you thought I'd forgotten. Aha! So, let's try that second line again. One and two and three and when I saw that first come rolling for to take my mother away will the circle good. Let's try it again. A little more quickly this time. One and two and three and when I saw that first come rolling for to take my mother away 
so good, let's up the ante even a little bit more by throwing in a sh very short um, descending bass line from the G to the E minor. So we're on our G, one and two and three and now for four, I'm going to go just hit the bass note, the G on the third fret of the E, and then the and of four going to catch the F sharp note on the second fret of the low E string, which will lead us to the E, which begins the E minor. So for the G, it's going to be 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and. Let's try that again. 1, 2, 3 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1. Two and three. Not too bad. So let's see if we can get through the whole verse up to this point, shall we? Okay. One and two and three and I was standing by the window on a cold and cloudy. I saw that hers come rolling for to take my mother away. Well, the circle. Not bad, not bad, not bad. So let's try it one more time, shall we? One and two and three. I was standing by the window on a cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for the tea my mother Good. Let's take a moment and just shake out our hands, get ready for what's coming up next. Because now we're going to learn something, a um, different way of doing a G7 chord. Um, and this is actually kind of interesting because we're going to be um, using this um, particular change, this particular voicing of the G7 chord in the next... Um, Songs for Intermediate Lesson, um, Don't Think Twice, It's Alright, which will be online hopefully um, later this week. At least it should be. It's um, just about finished written and the music notation is ready to go. And the recordings, yeah, I'm still going to finish those up. But it should be online very, very shortly. So, cool. Here we go. What we're going to do is remember that G7 is a G chord where we've stuck an F note in it, and that's what makes it a 7. Usually, that F note is the first fret of the high E string. That's the good evening friends sort of thing. Okay? Now, personally, I find that an annoying voicing. A lot of people like it. 
Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But it's not always appropriate in a particular song. So it never hurts to have a different voicing up your sleeve. In this particular case, we're going to use the F note that's at the third fret of the D string. So if I were to do that as a full chord, you can hear it kind of muddies things up. Not sure I really like that either, huh? Well, hopefully you will when we get done with it. What we're going to do is use the picking pattern that we have just been working on as a way to emphasize the change from G to G7. In fact, we're going to make a very interesting bass run out of this uh, for the whole measure of G7. So technically what we're going to do is we're going to start out with our regular G chord because we've got a measure of that. So here we are with our measure of G, 1 and 2 and 3 and four and. And then what we're going to do is instead of going back to our root note of G, we're going to use the open D string as our root note for the G7. So technically it's going to be a G slash D. We're going to hit that open D string on one. And then down up for the second half of one. That shouldn't be a big deal, right? One and. Great. On the second beat, what we're going to do is we're going to use our index finger to hammer on the E note at the second fret of the D string. Two and. And we're going to hang on to that E note because we're going to need it next. Okay? So we've got one and two and. Now again, technically you could call this G slash E if you want to. It's most people just think of it as a moving bass line. They wouldn't worry about it too much. But if you need to write it down to spell it out, think of it as G slash E. But the E is on the second fret of the D string, not your open E string. So we got one and two and. And again, remember I said that we're going to keep our index finger there because what we're going to do is we're going to hammer on the D string again, but this time starting from that E note where our index finger is holding it, and then hammer with the middle finger to get the F note. And that's the third beat. So we've got one and two and three and. Try that again. One and two and three and. Okay. When we get to that F note with our middle finger, what we've got technically is G slash F, which is a G7 chord with an F note in the bass. Not too bad. One and two and three and. But wait, of course, there's more. When you hammer on to that F note, don't let go with your index finger. Okay, you're hammering on with the middle finger to get that F. Okay. The fourth beat, we're going to hit that F note again with our middle finger already there, and then pull off to the index finger, which is still on the E note. 
So we've got one and two and three and four. And then for the and of four, we either just pull off to get the open D string or hit the open D string. So we've got one and two and three and four and, which leads us to our C by the next measure. Alright, so with the G7 mess that we've got, starting with the open D string. So, three and four and open D, one and hammering on to the E note, second fret, F note, F to E, open D, C. One more time, very slowly, but what we're going to do is we'll start with the measure of G to get us into it, and we will finish out the whole first line. So, three and four and G. Now our G7 mess, starting with a D, E, F. Try that again. One and two and three and I was standing by the window on a cold and cloudy day. Not too bad. One thing that you should also know is that when you're going to the G7, there's no problem with hitting the root note of the G first, in case you forget. One and two and three. And then going for the hammer on from the D to the E note on the second beat. You're just changing where you're starting from. So you know, one and two and three and Nothing wrong with that. So in case you happen to miss the D note on the first time on that first beat, don't panic. Just get there on the second beat. Okay? Great. So let's try the whole verse. All right. And for bonus, let's see if we can add on the chorus. And again, you'll know that we'll do this G7 thing there in the second measure of the chorus too. All right. Okay, and we'll also do the G to E minor bit on the last line of the chorus. So, it's a lot to remember. Hopefully we'll be able to get there. One, and two, and three. I was standing by the window On a cold and cloudy day When I saw that first come rolling For to take my mother away 
the G7 part be unbroken by and by long by and by there's a better hear me muffet going from the G to the E minor than the chorus? Yep. Happens, right? Okay, let's try it again. Slightly faster. Emphasis on slightly. Okay? One and two and three and I was standing by the window on a cold and cloudy slightly faster, but not ridiculously so. One and two and three. I was standing by the window on a cold and cloudy day when I saw Come rolling for to take my mother away. Will the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by? There's a bed. Home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. Cool. Now, how about on that last D to G, we add a little um, E, low E string, F sharp, grabbing that on the second fret of the E string with my thumb because the rest of my fingers are involved in the D chord, which allow us to get to that G. So remembering that that D is on the last half of that measure, we've got G, one, and two, and 
three and four and one. So let's try that again. We'll get G one and two and three and four and one. So let's try that on, tack it on to the end of the chorus. Will the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by? There's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. Not too bad. There are, of course, all sorts of variations that you can do with this. You can make your walking bass lines going from C down to G, you know. By and by, Lord, by and by. And back up to C, there's a better home awaiting. Possibilities, while maybe not endless, are certainly many. And so it's up to you to, to experiment and try around and have a lot of fun with this. Next time out, we're going to pick something new and get going on that. So I hope you've enjoyed this so far. All right, we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.